Nedarim Dav Kaf Aleph. The last thing we were discussing was a person who vows and he interprets it a different way. If he's a Tamil Hacham, we believe it. If he's an Amaharetz, Rabbi Meir says we, we have to be strict with him. Hachamim say you can be lenient with him. And with that, we're starting the third Perek of Masechet Nedarim. We're going to start by the Mishnah Kaf Amud Bet, three lines from the bottom. Hachamim allowed for Nedarim. Meaning, even if the, even if you said this vow, we'll make believe it didn't even count. You don't even need to do Nedarim. It doesn't even count. It's as if you said nothing. So we have Nidrezeruzin, when you're trying to motivate someone or yourself, Venidrehabai, vows where someone's just uh, exaggerating or sarcastic, something like that. Venidreshegagot, mistakes, vows that were uh, said uh, under false pretenses. Or Nidre on a scene, vows that are either impossible to do, and it was pretty obvious that it's impossible to do at the time of the vow. Or let's say a person was forced to make that vow. Let's say there's thieves in his house and, and he told them, whatever you're taking is cherem uh, on you. Or is I vow konam, it's like a korban on you. Someone says something like that, then you know what he wasn't being real. So number one is let's talk about nidreziruzin, when you're motivating. So Ketzad, how's that like? So let's say you're at the store, Hayam Mokher Hefetz, he's selling something, Ve'amar konam sheni pachot lach minasela. So, and he's telling him, this is like a korban to you, if I sell to you less than a selah. And the other one's saying, And the buyer's saying, I'm vowing that this is a, a sur to me if I uh, if I pay you more than a shekel, which is half of the amount. So really, Really, they're both not really vowing. They both want to settle for three dinarim. Shekel is two dinarim, selah is four dinarim. They both really want to sell a three, and the vows were just a bunch of nonsense. And the Gemara starts, Hachamim allowed four vows. And Amar le Rabbi Abba bar Memal le Rabbi Ami. Amartlan, you told us Mishemedi Rabbi Udanisia. You told the name of Rabbi Udanisia who wrote the Mishnayot. The man Tana Arba'an Edarim. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah for Nedarim that Hachamim allowed? That the first one is Nidreziruzin. That's Rabbi Yehudahi. Why? The Amar Mishum Rabbi Tafon. He said in the name of Rabbi Tafon, Le'olam ene had mehen nazir. None of them is a nazir. A person is walking down the block. We're not sure what he is. One person, two people sitting on the bench. One person says, If that guy's a nazir, I'll be a nazir. And the other one says, If that guy is not a nazir, I'll be a nazir. Neither of them, Le'olam ene had mehen nazir. Neither of them are nazirim. While if nazirut because nazirut you have to be specific about your vow has to be one hundred percent be unreasonable doubt bets don't work when you're making a nazirut and neither when you're when you're doing vows it has to be one hundred percent clear and over here in our mishnah each one's motivating the other to, for a price they they don't really mean what they're saying and Raba Amar no. That's not the reason. You could even say that our Mishnah is Rabbanan who usually argue on Rabbi Tarfon and they hold that you could you don't have to be so specific when you're doing an Ezirut and vows work when it comes to conditions. However, does it say in our Mishnah they both wanted it? Meaning they both really wanted their original price but they settled and therefore the vow is a vow? No, it says, It says they both really won three, but they're just playing that uh, buy-or-seller game. 
And that's why, according to everyone, their vow is not a vow. It has nothing to do with nezirut lahaflaa. That you have to be specific when it comes to a vow. Amar de Rabina de Ravashe. So now, Rabina tells Ravashe, Amar lo tefer misela vehala amar betzir mishekel. The seller said, I want a little bit more than a sela, and he vowed on it. And the buyer said, I'm not, uh, I'm not buying it uh, for less than a shekel, which is, let's say, uh, half of a sela. So we'll say a dollar and one penny versus uh, 49 cents. Is that really a neder or is it uh, just motivating each other? That's one way to explain it. The other way that Ron explains it is, let's say the difference between what the buyer and seller want is huge, and it, it, it's not it's not simple that they want to settle. Meaning this one really wants that low price, that one really wants that high price, and it's not just an easy settle. Does Is it a vow or is it not a vow? And Amar Leh and Rav told Ravina, look, we learned in Mishnah, Haya Misarev if someone told his friend, come to eat uh, by me, his friend told him, I'm vowing that I'm not walking into your house. Your house is a korban on me. Or he said, I'm not tasting even a little bit of cold by you. He's allowed to go into his house. He's allowed to drink from him, even cold. This person was just vowing that he's not going to sit there a long time eating a lot of food. And the Rosh goes as far as, as to say that even he's allowed to even eat and drink because the vow wasn't nothing. And the question is, why are you allowed? You said you're not going to eat or drink even a little bit of cold. So you have to say, this is the way people talk. They're just trying to exaggerate, they're being sarcastic, and they don't really mean it. And Hachanam, you have to say the same thing when it comes to buying and selling. Even if the, uh, even if each one's vowing and, and the difference between them is huge, still, this is the way people talk. This one vows, that one vows, and they end up settling on something, even though they're both not happy. But that's the way business works. So Amar Le Ravina tells Rav Midami, what are you comparing? Gabe, so when it comes to not tasting cold by you, Listen, we know that Sadiqim just tell someone, just, just taste a little bit by me, and he's going to bring him by him, and he's going to give him a whole meal, and this guy has to come back home, and, uh, and uh, he does no time for this guy, so therefore he vowed not to taste a little bit, so this guy won't end up giving him a lot, but he really, really didn't mean anything. Hacha, when it comes to buying and selling, the whole thing is a sifik, oh, everything's in that over here. Dilma, maybe, pahot misela, Maybe the seller really meant less than a seller. Maybe the buyer really meant more than a shekel. And it's just them motivating each other. And it's not uh, really a, a vow. Or maybe. Maybe they were being specific. This guy wants more than a seller. This guy wants less than a shekel. And it's a real neder. So we're still stuck. And the Gemara ends off with Tibaye, which is Nedarim's version of Tiko. We're not sure how to look at this. And these four vows that we mentioned in the Mishnah, you need a hatarat nedarim. And when I said this in front of Shmuel, Amar, Shmuel said, Tana Tane Arbaane Darim Hitiru Hachamim. We have a Tana in our Mishnah who said, Four Nedarim Hachamim or Matir. They allowed it completely, even without a Hatana Nedarim. And you're saying that you need to go to the rabbi to get a Shelat Hacham? 
And the Ridva explains that according to Amar of Yudah, Amar of Asir, that this Mishnah is talking about Tamid Hacham, and that's why he knows that the vow is not a vow. But uh, if it's not Tamid Hacham, then yeah, he would need a, a Shilat Hacham. Rav Yosef Matne La Lehash Matata Behalishna. Rav Yosef brought down the Sugya as follows Amar of Yudah, Amar of and Hacham Rashay Lehatir. A Hacham is not allowed to annul this vow. Unless it it's in one of the ways of the four vows that we saw in the Mishnah. When Hacham is Matir Neder, when he annuls a vow, it's one of two things. Either the person has Harata, he regrets making that vow, or B, he, uh, the, he finds an opening. Did you know this was going to happen? Did you know this was going to happen? But over here... What uh, Rav Yudah, Marav Asir, is ex- telling us, according to Rav Yosef, that when he comes to find him an opening, you, ha- you have to find an opening like, uh, it has to be like or similar to the four cases we brought in the Mishnah. Because Kasavar, because Rav Yudah, in the name of Rav Asir, holds, and Pothin Baharata. The first thing that you open up with is not regrets. You got to try to find an opening, meaning, did you th- know this or did you know that? We don't open it with regret, we open it with other stuff. And Hahuda Talikamid Ravuna, a person came in front of Ravuna, and Amar then Ravuna told him, Libach Allah, were you settled, meaning were you competent, were you not upset, were you relaxed when you made that vow? And Amar le, no, no, it wasn't, uh, I was angry and I was, you know, I wasn't at my best self when I made that vow, and now I calmed down and I felt bad. Visharia, and he allowed it. And you see from here that Ravuna argues in Ravaseh, and he said, yes, you do open up with regret. Now that's uh, the first way the Ran explains it. The Ran has a second perush, and the Rosh Nitosfor also explain it that when he told them Libcha Alach, meaning was your heart with you, meaning do you agree uh, in your heart right now what you said back then? And he told them no, I wasn't happy with what I did, and I want to annul what uh, I said. And the Gemara says another story. A person came to Rabba Baravuna to annul a vow, and Amar then Rabba Baravuna told him, "Ilu ayu asara ben Adam shefaisucha beotashaa." If there was ten people at the time when you made that vow to calm you down from your anger, minadata would you have made that vow? And Amar le lo no. If someone calmed me down when I made the vow, I would never would have vowed. Vehitiro and Rabba Baravuna annulled the vow without a problem. And Tanya, Rebu Daomer, Omrimlo the Adam, when a person comes to an vow, we tell him, Lev Zealecha, was your heart calm when you made the vow? Ima, my love, if he said no, then Matirinot, and then we annul it for him. Rebi Shmael, Berebi, Osi, Omer, Mishum Aviv, Omrimlo the Adam, we tell a person, Ilu Ayu, Asara, Bene Adam, Shefesucha, Votosha, Minadata. They tell him if there's 10 people there to calm you down at the time you vowed, Minadata, would you have made a vow? Imam love and if he said no, then Matirinoto. And he said, if he said uh, no, then I never would have made this vow, then we allow that uh, neither for him. And the Siman for the next four uh, rabbis brought up was Asi Velazar, Yohanan, Veyanai. So, Ahu de Atale Kameh, the Rabbi Asi, a man came in front of Rabbi Asi for Hetarat uh, Neder. And Amar then Abbasi told him, Kadu Tahet. Do you have uh, regret for what you said for that vow? And Amar then the man told him in a sarcastic way, "Lo, what? You don't think I did? Of course I, uh, of course I have regret." Bishariah and uh, Rabbi Yassi allowed it. And by the way, right away the the run over here brings up how could Rabbi Yassi over here 
allow uh, allow this hatanah daraim. Didn't he just say before that uh, we don't open up hatanah uh, daraim with uh, regret? You have to open it with something else. So Ran says that's why you have to be gores over here that it's ribiasi and over there it's rabasi. Going back to sugya and ktubot that. The, the Rabbanim in Israel were called the Rav, and the Rabbis in Babel called the Rabbi. And the Gemara brings a story: a man came in front of Rabbi Lazar for Hatarat Darim, and Amad and Rabbi Lazar told him, "Ba'et Nedor, do you want to vow, or you not want to vow now?" Meaning, right now, how do you feel? Amale, he told him, "Ilulomar Gezin Eli Lobayinaklum." Listen, if these people didn't get me angry, I never would have vowed. I wouldn't have ever said anything. He told them this vow should be annulled like you want. And this woman, she vowed her daughter that I'm not, you're not going to have any benefit. I guess they got to fight or something. She came to Rabbi Hanan to, allow the, to annul the vow. And Rabbi Hanan told her, if you knew that your neighbors are going to say about your daughter that Ilu lo hamat ba imam ilin daziva bichdi lo adata, her mother didn't see bad things about her daughter, she wouldn't have made a vow. Meaning, there's something wrong with this girl, and that could be a big problem. Mi adata. If you knew that people were going to say this about your daughter, would you have made that vow? And Amra le lo, and she told them, no, I never would have made that type of vow. Vishariyan Rabbi Hanan allowed her, meaning he annulled that vow, and we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen, ve'amen.